Looking to you, the author and the finish of our faith. We come with our hearts open wide, Lord, to receive that which you bring. Oh, my God, I ask this morning to break up the fallow grounds of our heart. Break up those hard places that resist your truth. But God, give us a heart of flesh. Give us a heart that is tender. God, a teachable spirit that we might receive of you this morning. Yes, oh, living God, we ask this morning, Lord, to send for the word from heaven. God, pour us out a blessing today, Lord. Touch us, Lord. Give us strength today to face the dark days before us. Father, in Jesus' name. Lord, we humble our hearts, we humble our minds, we humble our spirit and our bodies today. And Lord, we say, have your way. Oh God, walk up and down these aisles, Jesus. Sweep away every soul. Touch every soul here this morning. Don't let us be the same. God, don't let us be the same as we walked in. But God, fill our cup. God, fill our cup this morning. Oh my God, satisfy the longing in our soul. Oh my God, in Jesus' name. Turn the lights on, God. Quicken thy word unto our understanding. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 You can have your seats. I do thank God for being here this morning. I thank God for each one of you being here this morning. Amen. Um, I want to talk to you just a few minutes concerning concerning the very spirit of this age. <clears throat> Last week we talked about read out of Matthew 12 where Jesus said <clears throat> no man can enter into another man's house or enter into a strong man's house and bind a strong man. Let me say this right. Jesus said no man can enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods until he first bind a strong man. Amen. In order to spoil the goods he got to stop the strong man of the house. Mm -hmm. Then he can spoil everything that he has. Or he can take spoil. He can, he can take what you have if he can bind you. Amen? Amen. There's a lot going on in the world today. And what I no matter what you have or don't have, that's we got to get Jesus good on the inside. Amen. We got to know what we have, and we got to got to be confident that we have what it takes to endure to the end. You know, it's okay to be in the race, but you can't win unless you make it to the end. You got to make it to the finishing line. Amen. And the devil is taking every advantage 
to make sure you and I don't make it to the finishing line. He's searching you and he's searching me. Looking for any weakness that he can find. He's looking for any weakness in your arm. He's, I remember when I was, I was 13, I was a young boy, but I loved God. I loved God. No matter, I mean, to be in God's presence is all I wanted. But the devil saw something that also had a longing for friends. And the devil started magnifying that in my face. Ever, ever so subtle. He started magnifying the all, all he's just a bunch of girls. I'm like, I don't want to sit and talk to girls all the time. I want some boys. I want somebody on my level. I want this and that. And I can that start taking. It start ruling in my in my perception. I start everything start being about you know, who I can I deal with right now. Not so much what the word is saying, but now I'm trying to make a connection. And because I'm trying to make a connection, the devil says, "There you go. That's his weakness. The connection I was trying to make was with men, my my, my peers, and." Even though I love God, the devil's like, I'm a finer avenue. I'm looking for something, a weakness, something I can use to pull him away. And one day I start, I, I see an old friend. Hey man, you know, you're giving each other a dab and all of a sudden you start hanging out with your friend and, and now you're having so much fun hanging with your friends that now they got, but they got something going on at the very time you should be in church. Then all of a sudden you're thinking, well, I'm always going to church, so I take this take this day and this time to do this this time. I can, you know, not make this, you know, such a as important as it is. And before I know it, you know, when you miss church one day, it's easy to miss church another day. Then it's easy to miss, you miss two services, and it's easy to miss a third service. And before I knew it, months had passed. Before I knew it, I found myself drinking, talking, talk. Now, all along, and I, I got to point this out, I want y'all to just stay with me. In me, I was so miserable. But because what the devil had magnified became so important. Even though I was doing it, it would satisfy me. But yet, it was like what? It was like a, you sold me some raw goods. As if, if I get this, it's gonna, it's gonna accomplish something, and it really didn't. I was doing it, and to the point when, when I, when I look back at the church, I was ashamed to go back. So when that, I didn't want to come into church, but I was ashamed because I knew what you're doing, you know it ain't right. The things, your language now, the way you carry yourself, none of it is right. And I was being convicted every day. Every day. I remember one time I seen Brother Earl and his brother, and I saw him in the mall, and I was trying my best to hide from him. Because the shame of my sins was a 
And I just didn't want to see them, but I couldn't hide. And then when you stand there, I talk to somebody, and all you see, all you recognize is how I feel. So the devil used that as another means to keep you away. He keep that over your head. And that went on for years because I was afraid. Then not so much enjoying what I was doing in the world, I'm afraid to go back. Because now they're going to talk about you. They've never talked about me before. They've never scandalized me before. They've never, they never treated me this way before. But now you backslid. Now you're in a, in a, in a, in a now you're doing stuff you know is wrong. And they never knew what I was doing. But I knew what I was doing. My guilt was eating me up. But the devil took advantage of my, of what, that perception like, oh, they're going to talk about me, they're going to judge me, they're going to this, they're going to just go to and, and this was a fear. So I, for a long time, I didn't go to church for about almost five years. Probably a little bit longer than that. But I think when that, when that happened, I was about 17. Until I got about 23, somewhere around in there, I, I, um, that's when I started going to church. 20, 22. What I'm saying to you is, it's not the big things that they use to pull you out. It's the small things. It's small things. And if you give your cares to Jesus, he can deal with those little small things. Amen. So the Bible says that it's the little foxes that spoil the vine. It ain't the big things all the time that get you. It's the small things. And then I find myself Doing things that I never would have ever thought I'd do. And I want to talk about that this morning. But I'm going to use scripture. I want you to see this. Because the picture here is bigger than what you might know. So you have to about turn me to Matthew the 12th chapter. <laughs> Matthew the 12th chapter. And I'm going to start. say something before I get to the scripture. Because I want you to understand where I was. I got saved. When you get saved, when you get saved, that means God has forgiven you for your sins. He's forgiven you for your, for your, for your past sins. He's given you his spirit. And now he's leading you from day to day. Now there's relationship with God taking place. Okay? It's a, it's a relationship with God taking place. Everything you was, God changed you. And he came to your heart and made you something new. Brand new. But the devil, he don't like the fact that, that you're not his any longer. And he is relentless. And he's determined. I don't care how strong a saint you say you are. The Bible said, don't think more highly of yourself than you ought. Because nobody could have told me that I would ever backslide. See, it's a daily walk. It's not a, it's not a ideological, it's not like a, well, I'm saved, so, you know, I ain't going to fall. No, you got to walk that walk, not to fall. That's right. It's like no matter how, how good if you, um, as you, 
no matter how good you are at balancing your checkbook, but you take a, if you, 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 you relax a few days, all of a sudden you find yourself. You know what I'm saying? Where, where you normally would put your receipts and everything and you don't put it there, then all of a sudden that's receipts you can't find. It don't take much. What I'm saying is there is a, there's a lifestyle. There is a commitment. There's a, there's a, a, a being faithful to God. You know, you get married, you're married to the woman in your dream, but that don't mean there ain't no more women out there. Don't mean temptation stops. Come on, because the devil ain't going to let it stop. Because he's relentless. We have to just face the fact the devil is always after you. And he's never not after you. Ever. You put your sword down and that's when the devil is going to take advantage. Come on, the Bible says don't be weary and well-doing. Why? Because when you get weary and well-doing, you start making mistakes. Come on, you start, you start slacking up. Come on, well, I, well, some, no, the devil got a saying out there where people say, well, it don't take all of that. I'm here today to tell you today, it take all of that and more. Come on, if you praying every, you praying three times a day, look at what we're dealing with in this world. You need more prayer than three days, three times a day. Amen. Come on, my our pastor taught us, you know, you pray, you pray all day long. Come on, while you're working, you pray. Not only pull, pull yourself aside when you, when you set a moment or a time aside to see God, but you pray all day long. I need God to lead me every hour. I got to have it because the devil is on his job. He, he is faithful to his job. He is a deceiver. He's cunning and he's crafty. And he's looking for any avenue, any entrance. To the point the Bible says, don't give the devil any place. Because when you give him place, he's not just want to make you feel a type of way one day. No, he's, he playing for keys. The devil, he wants your soul. It's not just some of your time. He wants your soul. Amen. Amen. He wants your soul and every child of God is a threat to the devil. Mm -hmm. So, you find one weak. You find one that don't read their Bible. You find one that don't pray. You find one that won't dedicate themselves and the devil in their face. He's there trying to pull off that trail. Why? Because they, they, they put their guard down. They put their guard down. And you can never, as a soldier, put your weapon down. That's right. You keep your weapon in your hand. Amen. I was telling the man this past week, the brother I told him this past week, I had a dream. The devil gave me a dream, and the dream was of a sexual nature. And I, and I heard in the dream, and, I, and, and this is how stupid the devil think you are. Because in the dream, the devil told me, well, this is a dream. It don't matter what you do. That's what he told me. In a dream. It, it's a dream. It don't matter what you do. And I, I'm like, yes, it does. Because I understand. See, I was in the dream and they didn't understand what was happening. That's one thing. Because the devil, all he want to do is gain access to your heart. He want to gain access to your desire. Come on, the devil, he works with your flesh. That's how he seduces you through your flesh. And if you give your 
yourself in a dream, the devil trying to make that dream a reality. You know, sometimes you can have a bad dream and you wake up with an attitude. Come on, he made that dream a reality. You wake up thinking you have a dream about your husband or your wife cheating on you. You wake up looking at them like this here. You ain't never seen that. They ain't never did anything. They, they, they never lived that any kind of matter to make you feel that of them. But because the devil gave it to you in a dream. Now you're talking, where you going? He's making it reality in your life. He's taking advantage. So when the enemy said it's a dream, it don't matter. I said, yes, it does. Because the Holy Ghost don't speak. The Holy Ghost, can, if the Holy Ghost can correct me in my sleep, it matters. It matters. The devil is always looking for avenue. And when you get saved, he's at you every day. With something or some way trying to lure you back, trying to entice you. Trying to show you where, oh, well, you know, uh, you don't necessarily have to. And, and, and he'll give you all the excuses. Well, hey, as long as you pray once a day, that's good enough. It ain't good enough. Oh, as long as you, long as you read your Bible every night, you know, it, 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 it's all right. A man told me one day, as long as you know John 3.16, that's all you really need to know. And then I said to him, well, what, what, what's John 3.16? He couldn't even quote it. <laughs> but see, the devil gives you, he always gives you some reason not to, not to really fight the good fight of faith. He always gives you a reason not to war a good warfare. Come on, it's all right. It don't take all that. Come on, it's going to be all right. Come on, just pay the time. Oh, come on, just go to church. Come on, just do it or something. The devil, he'll say whatever he needs to say as long as you're not faithful to God. As long as he can find a way and listen. So I'm going to, I said that, but let's go get that. And I want you to just, I'm going to have to stop this a few times. So I want you to just go with me. This is Matthew's. The 12th chapter. We start in the we start in the 43rd verse. Matthew 12 and 43. Amen. Now listen. The scripture says when the unclean spirit is gone out of a man he walked through dry places, seeking rest, and findeth none. Then he said, I will return into my house, from which I came out. And when he is come, he findeth it empty, swept, and garnished. He go. Then he go and taketh with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself. And they enter in and dwell there. And the last state of the man is worse than the first. Even so shall it be also 
unto this wicked generation. Now, let me show you what God put in my heart this morning. When you got saved, when Christ came into your life, when Christ came into your life, a devil went out. A demon left out of you. Whether it be the demon that had you looking at porn, or whether it had you cursing, or whether it had you smoking, or whether it had you lying, or well, what sin it was working in your life, it went out when Jesus came in. Amen? Amen? Now, this you must understand. That spirit is longing to get back in. That spirit is longing to re-inhabit. He considers your, your body his house. And the Bible says, being that the Bible says, he going, he going to dry places. Come on, seeking rest. He's seeking somebody else to inhabit. He's seeking somebody else to control. He's looking for somebody else to possess. And the Bible says when he find none, he come back looking at your house. He come back looking through the windows. He said if he find it empty, if he find it swept, if he find it garnished, or prepared. He said he enter back in. Now somebody might say to you that a devil can't come back in. Jesus just said yes it can. If you don't fill yourself with Christ, come on, he come back in. Come on, if you don't fill your heart with love, you'll fill your heart with God's truth. Jesus said in John 15, Jesus said, just as the branch can't abide without the vine, neither can you. Unless you abide in me. And my words abide. They got to stay. You can't pick them up when you want them and lay them down when you want them. They got to abide. That means they have, the habitation is here. You can't use God when you want him. Do he got this got to forever be his place. Yes. Because when the devil comes see it, that is an empty spot in the lying room. Come on, the truth-telling room. Come on, the gospel room. When the devil finds that there's some avenue, some doorway, some window, some access you left open. He's coming back in. And he ain't coming in alone. He ain't coming in by himself. At 13, at 13 years old, I was already a cusser. I was a liar. I was a thief. When I got saved, all that went out of me, cussing, went out. And I told many times, God had delivered me from cussing to the point I didn't even know it was gone. A friend came to me. I didn't cuss so because cussing was like poetry to me. It was just like delicious on my tongue. That's how bad I cursed. But when God delivered me, all of that went out of me. Cussing, lying, stealing, all that was gone. And I loved it. But when I opened the door, when I allowed the devil to come in, when I 
has the devil when he does, he stand outside tempting you. Tempting you. Enticing you. Luring you. Come on, he works schemes against you. He try to get you to in a place where you can see a certain thing so he can work in your thoughts. So he can gain entrance. So you can let your guard down. Come on, because he know when he come back in, you ain't going to just get your cursing back and your lying back. And your, come on, you're stealing back. No, no, I got a whole bunch of, I got several other devils that are worse than what you had. Got several devils worse than what you with. And we all coming in in this state. Come on, once I backslid, before I knew it, I was mad dog 2020. Before I knew it, I was lying, cussing, stealing. I was, I was selling drugs. I was doing everything I thought I could do. Everything that I thought a, a man my age should be doing, I was trying to get it at all. I was trying to get every woman that was, that was, that was just able to. She looked like she was interested. I was on it. My mind. And I'm telling you, seven times worse. I was ten times worse. I was far worse than what I was. Come on, I had a, I had certain addictions by the time I turned 23. By the time I got 22, I had addictions. Went for drugs, but I had addictions. Let me tell you something. Come on. If you don't guard your heart, if you don't guard yourself, I guarantee you another devil coming. I guarantee you a devil coming. And come on, you might not have been on pills. Look now. Look, when I 13 people went on pills like they're on pills now. Come on, they went on, they look, they went, they went, people was putting crack in my hand. You understand? Giving me crack to sell. I didn't have to buy the crack. They were giving the crack to me to sell it. Enticing me, this I quit money, man. And I promise you, no matter, even though I knew it was right in my mind, I gave my body to sin. Come on, even though I know what the truth is, I know what God's word said. Come on, let me tell you something. When I was 13 years old, I read my Bible. I studied my Bible. I prayed four hours in a day. I ain't talking about four hours. Like an hour this morning, under four hours at a time. Can we have a prayer church? Can we pray an hour sometime before service? Before we got to church? Pray an hour. And I said, well, how did you pray all the time? And it devastated what it did. It went about the amount of prayer. You and I went faithful. I didn't guard my heart. Huh? Come on, when you start longing out of sin, when you start longing for something, the devil's going to always meet you where you at. Listen to what the scripture says. The scripture says, God is not, God does not tempt man with evil. But every man is tempted when he's drawn away of his own lust and enticed. And when sin has conceived, when you have allowed the devil in and you, now you want what he's offering. That sin conceded. The Bible said, when, when sin had conceded, it brings forth sin. I didn't say that right. Lust. When lust had conceded, it brings forth sin. 
And when sin is finished, it brings you to a death. That's what the devil, he wants sin to finish again. The devil wants you to get tangled in some desires that you know are not right so he can get sin to finish. You notice the, 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 the trap and the scheme and the craftings of the devil. The devil wants you to smoke because he knows that the cigarettes got nicotine and nicotine just an addictive substance. The smoke kills you with the addiction. The nicotine keeps you smoking. Come on, the devil said to keep you smoking. Sooner or later, the smoke going to do his deed. Sooner or later, the smoke going to get in your heart and clog up everything. Then all of a sudden, you can't breathe. All of a sudden, you got all these limitations in your life because the devil schemed you. Come on, I wanted to smoke not because I thought smoking, I was smoking, but smoking looked cool. Come on, we had Joe Cameron. We had the Marlboro Man on posters, and the Marlboro Man was standing like this. And it was just the coolest thing I've ever seen. Then they made cigarettes called cool. Come on, I wanted to smoke because it looked good. That's why most people smoke, because it looked good. And then when you recognize you're stuck, then you say, what's well, from the nerves? <laughs> it's from the nerves. The devil gave you a lot of reason to stay right there. Oh, he had to come on my nerves. Come on, the devil have a way of getting you in an addiction. Come on, getting you into a habit. He have a way of getting you trapped into something because his idea is to keep you there till sin finishes course. He want to get you there to see and finish his course. So the Bible said, when a spirit is going out of man, it's looking for somebody else. But it really want to be at, at what he calls home. He want to go back to you. Well, y'all got history. Come on, y'all got history. And he want to go back home. So he's old. So now he's always coming back trying to get you to cuss. Come on, he'll poke your wife. Make her say what she normally wouldn't say. So you can say what you normally wouldn't say. Come on, he's not trying to trying to work. If he can't work with the wife, he's trying to work with the children. Come on, he'll work avenue. He work on your job. Come on, he worked on TV. He worked through racism. He used anything he used. The only thing he wants is you to get trapped in your sin. Because the wage of the sin is death no matter what sin you choose to use. The end result is death. And that death God talked about is not just a merely ceasing from the life in this body. But it's talking about a complete and eternal disconnection from God. As long as you're in this body, you got hope. You understand? As long as you're in this body, I don't care if you got no legs. I don't care if you got no arms. I don't care if you can't read. I don't care if you can't write. As long as you're in this body, that's hope. That's an opportunity of repentance. That's an opportunity to turn your life around. Oh, they never want to see it to finish in you. So you know, the Bible said when the spirit goes out of man, 
And he goes to such dry places. And he find, if he find no place to go, he return back to his house from which he came. And when he come back, he find a house swept and garnished. Other words, your sins have been forgiven. Huh? They're clean. I got a picture right now up front and in the foyer of a man being born again. All the filthiness is off him, and now his body, he's white. He's clear. He's clean. That's what we are in Jesus. Jesus keeps us clean. He gives us his spirit. The Holy Ghost that keeps us clean. The Bible said when the spirit of truth is come. That's the Holy Ghost. The Bible said when the spirit of truth is come, he leads you and guides you in all truth. And I'm going to tell you, that's how good the Holy Ghost is. Even when, even before I backslid, God warned me. God warned me. I already told you in my spirit, in my spirit, I knew I was wrong. I knew what I was doing was wrong, was wrong and wasn't going right. I knew it. But my devil, the devil had blew up for me. Having friends was so important. To be with these guys was so important that I was sitting at the crossroad of decision. And then God sent the assistant pastor to me. Pastor Frank he came, he said, Brother Ely, he said, I want to say to you, brother, don't get out of church. And I'm thinking, what do you mean don't get out of church? I'm in church. I mean, I come to church every Sunday. Come on, I ride my bicycle to church. Come on, I, I was so, I, I, I'm like, I, I, I fell in love with being in church. But he came to me and said, Brother Ely, don't get out of church. He said, Brother Ely, just stay right there, just get pressure away. And I can remember thinking to myself, you know, well, why are you saying that? God warned you. God warned you. God, God warned you that the enemy is coming. Yes. The enemy is going to try to touch you. He's going to try to lure you out. But I was so caught up. And I'm going to say hell bent on getting God friends. Maybe like two or three months later, I was out doing my own thing. It hurt me so bad now. It hurt me so bad now because I didn't know that I was letting some other people down. I didn't know there was some the young ladies that didn't want to be around that were looking at me because I was the oldest saved brother in the church. And we, 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 what people call saved now. Saved now, you can have a boyfriend, girlfriend, you can commit fornication, you can smoke, you can drink, you can do all kinds of stuff and call yourself still saved. No, we weren't that kind of saved. No, we were like holy and sanctified saved. Because we were real saved people. Don't mean we have no problem, but we were saved. Our heart was for God. And they were looking at me. You don't know how important you are, but the devil knows. You don't know, you don't know that, that they're looking at you because when they see you praying, that gives them strength, that helps them, because they can talk to you. And I'm talking to them every day. The devil looking at looking at who you are 
and where you are, you're a pillar and you don't you're a pillar and you don't even know. You don't know the effect you're gonna have. When when when, when the devil trick you out, you don't know who's gonna fall behind you. And the pastor said, brother, some of these others looking at you. Hold on. But I was so selfish. I was just all about me. And the devil just magnified, magnified. See, the devil can do that when you open your heart to something. He comes in. There ain't no, there ain't no, like, well, this is not a sin. I hate this sin. No, the devil influenced it. That's what he does. He's the tempter. That's who he is. He's the devil. He's Lucifer. Come on, he's Satan. He is your adversary. He's your enemy. He's the one looking for an entrance every day, every hour. The devil poke you, want you to cuss. I don't care if you gotta bite your top lip and your, your, your bite bite your lips together to keep them closed. Don't you let it come out of your mouth. You know why? Because once it come out of your mouth, come on, the devil make it feel good. Huh? Come on. The devil, he, he, he knows. If they ever come out your mouth, it'll feel good to you. There you go. <laughs> Told him. Say that. Now there's a now you open it. You ain't say, "Oh God, I'm a man with unclean lips." Oh God, wash me, cleanse me. Oh God, I fail. Let, let me show you something. Let me read a few more scriptures. Y'all just stay with me. Just stay with me. Stay with me. Let's go to the fourth, fourth, fourth verse. The Bible says, "Then he said, I will return into my my house from whence I came out." And when he has come, he finds it empty, swept, garnished. Then he goeth, I mean, then goeth he and taketh with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself. And he entered in and dwelled there. That means he's coming there to stay. He this is not this is not an act that cussing. That cussing that came out, oh, the devil ain't had no intention on you cussing one time. Come on, he 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 entering you telling one lie, or or what what word is called? We stretch it out. What you call it? Embellish. 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 What's that word we use? It's the word I'm looking for. When you you add you add to something. You ain't telling them, you ain't, it's like when you ain't telling the whole truth, you just twisting a little bit. The devil is a, the devil, see sometimes Christians, Christians think they ain't lying because <laughs> what I told them, but you ain't, you ain't telling that right. Right. It's a white lie. The white lie, the way they call it. <laughs> Now, you, now, one thing about the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost, when you get the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost is going to check you. Mm -hmm. Every time you're wrong, don't act like, well, you know, I, just, I was 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 just
yourself. Don't don't find no justification. Repent yourself. Yes. And ask God to give you the clean heart. Amen. Put you the right spirit. Don't you don't 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 just build on what. Listen, I've been saved a long time. And I found the best way to deal with the devil is to shame him at his game. Because he's going to expose what he does. Come on, come when Christians come in and they, and they, 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 this, this, I'm looking for a particular word, but it's embellished. But sometimes we embellish stuff and we think that, why ain't that wrong with that? No, something is wrong with it. It's wrong because it ain't the truth. If it's not the truth, it's a what? It's a lie. If it's not the truth, it's a lie. Saheed, we all understand that? It's a lie. Don't let the devil get you to keep on trying to fix up a lie. Saheed used to be a liar. That was my trade. I used to be a liar by trade. Yeah. I used to be a liar, so what, what, for me, lying was the thing you did. I, I could lie quick as I could tell the truth. Matter of fact, the devil was so scheming with me one time, I was the truth didn't sound as good as a lie, so I told the lie. Now, what I'm saying is, is that, I don't know, have you ever, somebody asked you a question, and you're like, but they ain't going to believe the truth. <laughs> they just ain't going to believe the truth. The truth just, they ain't going to believe it. Some of you didn't make up a lie to tell you. I've done that. I used to be a liar. I lived like that. Some of my friends would call me. When they need a lie, they call me. And I give them a lie. Listen, I was possessed with some things. We don't look at it as being possessed. But that's what you possess with. If you got a lust demon that is controlling your life, you possess. Huh? You possess with it. Some people possess with drugs and alcohol. They possess. That spirit is in there controlling things. Huh? But listen, when I got saved, everything went out. Everything went out. Everything the devil trying, everything, everything the devil working in my life, it went out of me. God delivered me. But when, when I left an entrance, empty, swept, Garnish. The enemy entered back in. And he brought seven more devils worse than the first. Seven more devils worse than the first. The Bible tells us in the book of Corinthians, in the book of Corinthians, sixth chapter, around the seventh, the 19th through the 20th verse, that our bodies is the temple of God. When I got saved, when Christ came in me, my body became the temple of the living God. God lived. Let me read it. Let me read it real quick. I want to say, let you hear what God, what God is in us. <clears throat> let me get to it. Eighteen verse. Flee fornication. Every sin that a man doeth is without the body. But he that committeth fornication sinneth against his own body. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple 
of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which he have of which ye have of God, and and ye are not your own. For ye are bought with the price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which is of God. How do you glorify God in your body? How do you glorify God in your body and in your spirit? Somebody take a stab at it. Chances are you ain't going to be wrong. How do you glorify God in your body? Keep it safe. Thank you, my brother. Keep it sanctified. The word sanctified means to be set aside unto God. That means like marriage. My, my body belongs to my wife and her body belongs to me. Anybody handling my body or her body is out of order. Huh? Because we are sanctified unto one another. Can't nobody have her body or me have anybody else's body because I belong to her, she belongs to me, we belong to each other. Yes. But God, but so, and that's in the natural. Mm -hmm. But now that my body is the temple of God, I don't share my body with evil things. Yes. I, the things that are not of God, I don't touch them, I handle them. Yes. I keep myself sanctified. My body is what? What's my body? My hands, my feet, my mind, my tongue, my eyes, my ears. Mm -hmm. This is body. Yes. You go find your body. You don't let unrighteous things come out of your mouth. Amen. Come on. The Bible said you want to flee the very appearance of evil. Come on. You don't want to look on sin. Jesus said, if a man look on a woman and has got to have her, he's already committed adultery in his heart. He's already committed the deed in his heart. Mm -hmm. Let's let's go to Second Corinthians. Somebody get Second Corinthians, the sixth chapter. Those that others in the first Corinthians said, don't, don't commit fornication because you're sin. Before that scripture was talking about, don't connect yourself to a heart. Mm -hmm. hmm? The scripture said, don't connect yourself to a heart. You defile yourself. When you, when you, when you commit fornication, you defile, defile your own self. See, because a lie, when you, if you tell a lie, it's without. But anything you do with your, in fornication is with your body, you see. So the Bible said, don't do it. But your body will belong to God. Right. Now let's go, we're going to go to, I'm going to go to the 14th verse. We're going to read on down. Now just bear with me. This Second Corinthians 6, and we start here in the 14th verse. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship have righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion have light with darkness? And what concord have Christ with Belial? Or what part have he that believeth with an infidel? And what agreement have the temple of God with idols? 
For ye are the temple of the living God. As God hath said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, and I will be a father to you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Now, I got a few things I want to say about this scripture. First of all, the, the Bible said that, that our body belongs to him. Amen? Amen. God said, God said, our body belongs to him. Our body is his temple. God said he's going to walk in us and talk in us. Amen? Amen? Now, here is where I have a problem with this damnable doctrine of one saved, always saved. Once saved, always saved says when you come to Christ and you receive him as being Lord and Savior, now it don't matter what you do. It don't matter if you sin. Come on, Jesus died for your past, present, and future sins. Never is written in scripture anywhere that Jesus died for your past, present, and future sins. And nowhere in scripture does it say, once you say you accept Christ as Lord and Savior, now your deeds don't matter. The scripture just said, God said, don't touch the unclean thing. This is a commandment. He said, then I'll receive you if you don't touch it. If you touch it, I can't receive you because he's holy and he's going to, who he married and who he's in connect with, got to be holy too. Amen. That's why the house is swept and garnished. Let me show you another scripture. Y'all just hold on. Hold on. Don't go nowhere. Let me show you something. Because see, the devil, he's crafty. He tells the church, Oh yeah, it's by Christ and Christ and faith in Christ and Christ alone. And, 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 and once you believe in Jesus, nothing else matters. As long as you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, nothing else matters. But let me let me give you a little understanding. That if you believe that Jesus is the Christ, then your life and your living should should add up to such faith. Hmm? Y'all understand what I'm saying? If you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. If you believe that He died for your sins, if you believe that He that He hung on a cross for your sins, if you believe that He was raised from the dead for cause of your sins, your life should reflect such faith. Because the Bible says in, in Romans 8, the Bible said, He came in the likeness of sinful flesh for sin and condemned sin in the flesh. That that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled. That means it's something you got to do. He died that you might live a holy life. That you might live upright. That you can get your words right. That you can get your mind right. He, he paid that price. He suffered that you can live an acceptable life before God. Yes. Amen. Paul says in, in Romans 12, 
He said, I beseech you, brother, by the mercy of God, that you present your bodies. Come on, present your bodies a living sacrifice. Give it up to God. Yes. Acceptable. Come on, holy and acceptable of, of your reasonable service. It's only reasonable yes. that I let you give your body to God. It's only reasonable. Come on, if me and my wife get married, it's reasonable for her to give her body to me. Amen. And I give my body to her. That's reasonable. That ain't asking too much. That's, that, it, that's, that's part of it. That's part of it. He said, present your body as a living sacrifice to God, holy and acceptable. It's your reasonable service. Come on, be not conformed to the ways of this world, but be ye transformed. Come on, because you're married now. Come on, you connect to him now. Your body is his home now. The Holy Ghost wants to dwell in you every day, all day long now. Come on, he said, don't be conformed to the ways of the world, but be you transformed by renewing your mind that you might prove. Because somebody needs to see it. Come on, you got to live the life. Somebody needs to see it. Somebody don't know it's true until they see it. That you might prove that that which is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. So how then can you be saved and always saved and live in sin? How is it possible? How is it possible I can cuss and still be saved? I can lie and still be saved? Come on, God still be in my house. No, you was empty, buddy. That's why the devil crap in. That's why you're a fornicator now. That's why you're a liar now. That's why you're a thief now. That's why you're a backbiter now. That's why you can do it and don't have, don't have no restraint. That's nothing convicting you of your sin. Because ain't no Holy Ghost ain't in there. Because the Bible said when the spirit of truth is come, when he comes, when the Holy Ghost show up, he's going to reprove the world of sin. He starts with you. Yeah. Come on, when God saved me, he ain't going to start trying to tell my, everybody in my house to get right. No, he's not with me. Yeah. He's not with you. Yeah. If he don't start with you, come on, your life changes other folk lives. Mm -hmm. Huh? Yeah. Our life changes other folk lives. Yeah. Come on, when they see you living right, then they get hope. My life ain't always got to be like this. Look. Yes. Come on, when they see you. Come on, everybody else in fear. And you ain't fear why you feel. Because the Lord my God is with me. And he never leave me alone. Yes. Come on, I ain't got to be afraid like everybody else afraid. Yes. When they running from the cold and none of us was running. Why? Because God said, a thousand going to fall at your side. Ten thousand to fight at the right hand. But it won't come. Not be. Do you believe what he said? Faith. When you have faith in him, you have faith in what he said. Come on, you live your life like what he said is right, is true, is good, and is profitable for me. Come on, you can't say you love God and doing that which is not God. There ain't no way you can say you love him. What am I talking about, baby? I love with all my heart, but I'm with every woman that comes and smiles in my face. Who would believe me? Who? Nobody would believe me. They'll say you're a liar and a hypocrite. Huh? Who would call me a liar and a 
everybody with justice on you can't say you love God and now you're going to do everything outside of his will. And then for some, then say, well, well, Jesus forgave me for my past, my present, and my future sins. Read this scripture with me. Let's go to Romans. The book of Romans, the third chapter. Everybody got it? Amen. Scroll all the way down to the 25th verse. Y'all got it? Amen. Let, 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 let us go back up to the 24th verse. Let's go there. Got it? Amen. Here we go. Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus whom God has set forth to be the propitiation through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission for the remission of sins that are what? Passed through the forbearance of God. Through the remission of sins that are passed. Through the remission. Remission means he took away when I got saved, when you got saved, Jesus took away my past sins. Amen. 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 Now, this is what happened. Jesus washed me. He cleansed me. He emptied me out. He made me free. Because whom the Son set free is free indeed. He broke the chains of bondage on me. He made me free from all my sins. Now, Acts 2 and 38 says, they said, what shall we do? He, Peter said, be baptized every one of you. Repent every one and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for remission of sins. Then you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Come on. The Holy Ghost, when Jesus said, when the Holy Ghost comes, the Spirit, which is the Spirit of truth, the Bible says, He's going to lead you from day to day. That the righteous of the law be fulfilled. What is the righteous of the law? The keeping of the law. Doing what the law said. Come on, doing exactly like the law said. Not making up new laws to suit yourself, but do making the law that God said. When God says thou shalt not he meant, don't do it. That's right. He didn't get no new laws that, that now you can choose what you say good and what you don't say good. No. What God called evil is evil. Yes. Amen. 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 When the Holy Ghost comes, He leads you and guides you in all truth. And if you walk true, if you walk true to God, you walk faithful to God, then the Bible says, if you sin. And John, He said, if you sin, you have an advocate with the Father. No, He said, if. Because when John also, you know, John also said that, I might not read this, because y'all might not believe if I'm saying it. And John, I think it's John the second chapter. First John 2. Let me get to it. I'm going to quote it. Y'all find it for me. He, what Jesus says, he said, you can't continue in sin because his seed remains in you. Come on. Come on. You can't, you can't say Christ came in you. That you got Jesus in your life. That you got Jesus in your life. That's first John. Second chapter, I believe. When he says, 
And he said, you can't continue to see because his seed, his seed remains. What is his seed? It's his spirit. It remains in you. As long as the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost will keep you clean. It's the spirit that sanctifies us. It's the spirit that sets us in order with God's will. It's the Holy Ghost. And, and, and the other problem we have with this is that nowadays they tell everybody all you gotta do is lift your hands in the air and say, I receive Jesus, I receive you as my Lord and Savior, and you're saved. That ain't what the word said. You gotta repent. You gotta repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus. That's the example that the apostles gave and led. The apostles was an example to us. The Bible said they, they, they baptized. The people repented and they baptized them in the name of Jesus and that's when they got saved. See, you, that's the way you get the Holy Ghost. They got to get the Spirit because without the Spirit, you can't live holy because it's going to it's gonna correct you when you won't hear nobody else. When nobody else because some of us, if we be real about it, some of us, you can't tell them nothing. We know everything. We know what we even don't know. And we're confident about it. You were have to ask about it all the something, all with all confidence. You say, well, what are you saying to that? Well, I'm just saying. Some of us, you can't tell them nothing. And sometimes you don't know what spirit in you because you've been giving away to it you you know it's right in you. Come when I lived in sin, I was a sinner. Come on, I lived a life of sin. It wasn't it even something difficult. I gave myself to it. Everything I wanted to do, I gave myself to it. So it was a lifestyle for me. When the Holy Ghost come in, he start changing everything in the house. It ain't right. He start cleaning out, cleaning your attitude. Come on, start pulling you down off your high horse. Come on, he start telling you that this is, this is the word of God. And I'm not talking about conscience, because conscience will get, tell you some moral, moral like murder is wrong, don't care what country, what, 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 what the country goes to, murder is wrong. Kill a man for no reason is wrong, you know, everywhere on the planet. Adultery is wrong, everywhere on the planet. Don't mean people don't commit it, but they're getting away with it. Come on, people know what's wrong with it to get away with it. Am I right? But the point is, conscience. Your conscience will let you know a thing. Come on, the Holy Ghost is going to testify of Him. The Holy Ghost is going to be all about God. It ain't about your will or what they said. Come on, right now, right now, because the, because the government say that, uh, that, that, that gays can get married, preachers taking it off. No, you're going to be standing for God's word. Not the nation, not the culture. Amen. You don't support the culture or the nation. Of the nation. No, you support, you stand on God's word. God said, cry out and stand out. Show my people their sins. Amen. You don't change because the culture changes. Then you got these wise preachers. Oh, they're so wise. Then they tell you, you, you know, Christian, we got to evolve. Evolve? What you mean evolve? Become sinners now? Can we evolve right into being just being conformed to the ways of the world? That's why it's ballet in all the churches and stepping in the churches and 
Get everybody kicking the legs up in the churches and they got got rapping in the churches and they got R&B in the churches. They got jazz in the church. They got the blues in the church. They got date night in the church and now they got a comedy show in the church. My house shall be called the house of prayer. Everything in the church but prayer. Because they have evolved. They evolved. Dignified and evolved. Now, the only person that you need, the person you need there is not there. God won't dwell in a house he won't run. Huh? When God told the children of Israel he was his people, they started disobeying, mumbling, and complaining. God told Moses, Moses, I'm going to kill him in the wilderness. Moses said, oh, Lord, don't do it. He said, Lord, you said you're going to go with him. He said, I'll go with you, but I will not go with them. Huh? Anybody read that? That's the nature of God. He's holy, and he ain't taking my foolishness or yours either. You ain't convinced him of wrong. Because the Bible said God don't tempt man with evil, neither can God be tempted with evil. Right. Huh? Man. So now the church is evolving. 2023. It don't matter what you look like. It don't matter what you wear. You can be disrespectful in your, in your dress. You can be uncomely. You can be as sexy as you want to be. Come on, I want you to know that God made women beautiful, but the devil made them sexy. Sexy, they come from God. Huh? See, what the devil's job is, the devil is a perverter. The devil taking turn with God made clean. He made filthy out of it. Huh? But the Bible said, clothe yourself. The devil said, show it all. Come on, show it the one that your mama gave you. Huh? Come on, this is this is where the where the, where the culture is. But God is holy. And when God gives you his spirit, he gives you his spirit to make you holy. Yes, sir. To make you, to separate you. God said, my people are peculiar. They ain't like everybody else. But now you see the church just like everybody else. Everything they got in the world they brought in the church. They do the world dances in the church. Church used to have sanctified dances. Until they, until they shame the church with, with videos. Huh? They shame the church with videos so now they're doing the stanky lead. Come on, now they're doing the butterfly in the church. Huh? I don't even know the dances. But I know, I know I heard somebody say, you, like, I don't know what that is. I don't understand it, but they in the church now. How would you feel? How would you feel if you get married and your wife Wearing a blouse, you said, oh, that's a cute blouse. Oh, my ex-boyfriend gave me that. Okay, you put that in the fire. <laughs> put that in the fire. <laughs> you ain't going to be 
going around here thinking about him when you're sleeping there on. Uh huh. I'll put that in fire. We're going to burn that bitch that don't ever show up again. But what the church do is take the world. They done belly danced on stuff. Huh? The dance got all, dance with all this music, and then they just change the lyrics. I don't care what lyrics you change to. You still hear the same song in your mind. Huh? If we be real about it. Hey, that's my song. And they just change the lyrics. You mean tell me God Almighty don't have a new beat? God ain't got a melody that the world don't have? That you gotta go and go to your old girlfriend, your boyfriend, and pull their stuff out and wanna flaunt it up in here? Not up in here. See, when I bring it to natural terms, you understand that. Think God wants you had in the world? Come on, you didn't you didn't break dance in the world, because that's where you got it from. But they come to church, we'll break dance for Jesus. Oh, Jesus, I don't want your break dancing. Come on, you 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 learn rap in the world, they won't bring it to Jesus. Somebody say, well, well, you know, God take what you want. No, God can give you something, and God will let you glorify what He give you, but. No, that's what you fancy in the world. I used to be a rapper. Because I had no father. I'm just saying. I had a rap. Did I not have a rap tape? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be a rapper too. But I'm going to tell you something. But when God cleaned my house, I can bring that back in. You think the devil didn't want to bring it back in? You think when the devil came back, he didn't want to bring the old things I left? The Bible called it like a dog turning back to his vomit. Come on, you just spewed it out, now you want to go back and eat it up? Huh? Because that's what it is, it's filthy to God. It's filthy to God to take the word and bring it in the church, they call it holy and sanctified. God's okay, I'm out here. Because you can have the service without the presence. Huh? I said, you can have the service without the presence. Come on. Gladys Knight can sing one of her songs and chill the right over there in your spine. That ain't the Holy Ghost. Huh? The Holy Ghost works in the spirit. The Holy Ghost, come on, it'll make you pray when you get to hear the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost will bring you close to God. Come on, the Bible said, when he comes, he will testify one. Of one, of God, he testified about, about you. Ooh, girl, you hit that note, it was just, ooh. It's right here, the high note, it'll crack your glasses, but that ain't the Holy Ghost. Children, run up your, down your spine, and run back up, kick your head off. It ain't the Holy Ghost. They got a spirit in the church, but it ain't the Holy Ghost. Because the Holy Ghost is going to make you lead it right. Come on, you can come to church and you can smoke at home. Hmm? Now, what am I going to explain this to you? See, because conviction, when you come to God's house, it convicts you. Huh? And even if you're addicted, it's going to be saying, I got to get rid of this. I got to get rid of this. Because 
that conviction make you see your sins. Because somebody thought throwing stones just there. I didn't throw no stone on that. I'm telling you. See, I got to tell you how it works. I got to tell you how God cleaned you up, how God bring you out. Because the devil trying to keep you in a place. And you got people going around now telling you they don't, they don't vote you accept Jesus Christ. Then man, you accept Jesus Christ, the Lord and say, it don't matter what else you do. Because, you know, God, they don't, God uh, is it's, 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 it's salvation through Christ and Christ alone. Look in faith in Christ. But James made a plan. James said, said that faith without works is dead. You can't say you love me and don't show me. Huh? You can't tell me you love me and don't show me. Because if you can tell me you love me and you ain't got nothing to show for it, then it ain't love. It ain't love. If you can tell me, Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Keep them if you love me. Then if I don't have to keep his commandments, but I can receive him. That means so I can get to heaven without loving Jesus. Hmm? That means I can get to God without loving Jesus. The only purpose. I ain't gonna say the only purpose. But one of the purposes that God put the tree of the knowledge of good and evil in the midst of the garden is so he can get love on that. I know somebody don't understand that just yet. See, God made our people and gave them free will. God made us and gave all of us free will. Choice. That's no way you can love God by force. That's no love. You can beat her all day long, they're going to make her love you. You can beat her into submission. You can make her do what you want her to do. What you want her to do, but they'll never make her love you. You can't force somebody into servitude. You can't force somebody and make them love you. You got to choose. God gave Adam a choice in the garden. Don't you know that, know that tree brought out a choice? Because God said, my commandment is don't touch it or you're going to die. That's the choice. You got a choice to touch it or not touch it. You got to love me and have faith in me. The Bible said that faith comes through love. Faith works through love. That means love got to come first. Come on. Now, you got, that's, a, that's a certain, I'm going to say a certain faith that we get when we see something happen, but it's not connected to love. It's connected to belief. Come on, I can believe something is true, but when, when it comes to God, I got to fall in love with him. That's why I follow him. You know what? My wife followed me not because she believes everything I, I, I say. That you know, they think I'm smarter than her. Smart? No, because she loved me. Her love caused her to follow me. Amen. That's going to take some of y'all a few minutes to get that. That's why we follow Jesus. Jesus going to tell you to do. God will tell you to do some things you ain't going to be more understand. The only thing going to make you follow him is love. Love will make you trust him. Love will make you rely on him. Love will make you have confidence in him. Everybody in heaven chose God. Everybody in hell chose not to have God. There ain't nobody in hell by accident. Hmm? There ain't nobody in heaven because God was just going to be gracious enough to put them there. 
The Bible said Enoch, who God, who just was not, God just took him. The Bible said he walked with God. Huh? The Bible said when Seth, when Seth came on the scene, then men began to call on the name of the Lord. That means Adam had a chance to call the name of the Lord. Uh, 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 um, Cain had a chance to call the Lord. Uh, uh, what are they? The girl, uh, Eve. She had a chance to call the name of the Lord. But the Bible said when Seth came, then men began to call on the name of the Lord. It's a choice. You got to choose God. Don't mean God ain't into that church. Like God ain't going to be drawing you. God ain't going to be showing you. God chose us to be a light to the world. That he may draw. Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto myself. I want you to see the reality of truth, the reality of who I am, the reality of my love and my patience. I want to show you who I am. So then that's how you fall in love. It's only when a person show you who they are that you fall in love. Besides, the Bible said, even 
The Bible said you're supposed to stay clean together unless you go and seek the Lord. Amen. Amen. The devil is an opportunist. He's looking for opportunity. He's looking for an opening. He's looking for an avenue. He's looking for you to get tired. He's looking for you to, you to lose confidence. He's looking, for, he's looking for any kind of way of getting in to make you a sinner again. Then he would make you a sinner again. He's going to make you seven times worse than what you ever was. Now this scripture is much more, much, much more than what I'm, just, just what I'm saying here today. Because Jesus said, even, Jesus said, even this unto this generation. This generation. There's a revelation even there about this generation. Because this generation, we started off, this country started off in one way, and I know this is, this is, this is some people don't, it's a controversy. But this started off as a Christian nation. It started off, don't mean everybody in the nation was doing Christian things, but they had a Christian ideology. They had a, a biblical uh, 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 platform of, that they set things up. Okay, so so don't so don't get me wrong. But now this nation we have thrown God in the trash. Now we're in the midst of the falling away. Now we're seeing evil at a level we've never seen before. Come on, now we're seeing wickedness on a level we've never seen before. We're seeing the whole nature of the manager change. We used to care about children. We don't care about children no more. We don't. We, we, I, I, I'm trying not to be so specific about this moment. Because I'm going I'm to I'm rough some fellas. Ain't like I really care about roughing fellas because, you know, just being a preacher, you just have to face that. But the fact of the matter is the nature of humanity has changed. We, 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 we now, we, we in a post-truth culture. We don't care what the truth is now. We want what we want. You know what I'm saying? We know, we know that it's not good for boys and girls to sit down and li listen to and being taught by drag queens, but we sit them in front of them. We, 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 we now try to take children from parents who won't affirm their made-up genders. And they're literally taking, taking children from parents because they're saying that it is it's, 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 uh, abusive. If you don't agree with your, with your girl, if your girl won't be a boy, and you don't affirm that, then that's abusive. CRT, critical race theory, they teach it in school and we think everything good. We're killing babies. Abortion. We got people making gay pastors, making pastors. That pastor, a pastor can be gay. When God said if a man allowed a mankind to devil a woman kind, it's an abomination to him, what you gonna say? How you gonna speak for God? When God already said the life is now you living. It's an abomination to me. How are you going to go in and talk about the glory of God? 
How can, if I was an adulterer, how can I stand before you talking about the glory of God? I can't. Why would you even listen to me? If I'm committing all kinds of sin, but I can stand in front of you and tell you about righteousness, how could you listen to me? Especially when God said it's wrong and I find some justifiable reason. I find somewhere telling you, well, hey, look, that, 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 ain't, that ain't, don't worry about fornicating, that's just for, for prostitutes. Now the prostitutes are the ones that got the microphones. They the ones teaching me on language nowadays. Come on, when I was growing up, and I know some of y'all don't understand this, because y'all, you know, I'm, I'm, 50, I'm 54, 53, I'm 54. When I, when I was coming up, you saw, when you saw a prostitute, you knew she was a prostitute. Nobody had to tell you she was different than all the rest of the women. How she dressed. Huh? How women dress now, when they cause it going out tonight, they got prostitute clothes on. Because that's how the prostitutes used to dress. Now the prostitutes can't even, can't even compete. They just dress regular now. They had too much competition, they just forget it. They can't afford no plastic surgery. <laughs> it, but it's, it's a fact, it, it sounds like I'm picking, but I'm, I'm telling the absolute truth. If you're 40 years old, you used to see the prostitutes and know how they dress. You knew how they act, you knew they dress, how they wore clothes, but that's Nick Minaj, or every last one of these entertainers, how they dress. That was the prostitute's attire. Mm -hmm. And now we'll we'll taught our young ladies by them. Those women to be a freak seven days a week. You know, if you put a pro you give a prostitute a microphone, she's gonna teach you what she knows. She's gonna teach you what she knows. Why they put no decent women before you? Someone who carries herself like a lady. Why she ain't up there? Because the culture don't require her. The culture want a woman that 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 think is, you know, she doing something, she sleep with a whole lot of men. We're messing up the mind of the youth. I remember in Birmingham, the city of Birmingham, the council had a council meeting about how the cheerleaders dance, the different gyrating dances that were doing in school, and they were coming against it. Then they, then you had just enough of them devils on there, on the board, that approved that our little girls by their gyrating, caught their cheerleaders and steppers, pearl twirlers, what you call them, flag girls. What I'm telling you today, y'all please, I don't know, I don't know everything I guess. I'm just doing my best. <laughs> but my point is, on the timeline, I saw some, some. Uh, I guess there was a dancers at, on the at the school. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking to myself, what happens to doing choreographed little, little moves in the band and marching? No, they're kicking their legs all up and out. Come on, they job, they're doing all, they're doing pole dances. Now they're doing, now they're twerking, calling the exercise. And they got, and they got, supposed to be 
same women learning twerking exercises. See, this is a problem, y'all. Because when the Spirit, when, when people used to have God and love God, you would never allow it. But now you allow the devil to come back in, and now he brings seven more devils worse than the first. Yes. Now the women is in the men. See, men walk around with drawers showing, have no shame. Men sitting at home playing games while, 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 while the girlfriend, she on section eight, and you sitting your big butt, sorry self, now you won't be taking care of family. The honor, the dignity, the respect, and the tail you supposed to have, you know nothing of it. And so the, so the, so the, so the, so the, so the, the positions are switched and flipped. The women are more masculine than the men. And they said, this is good. Why? Because the spirit has come in and turned this country upside down. And until the church realize they're falling, they ain't going to pray about it. They ain't going to pray about it. The church is going on and because they got evil men to crept in on the way. Turn the grace of our Lord into lasciviousness, a sensualness. Did y'all read that in scripture? It's in the book of Jude. You tell me that ain't happening. You tell me we ain't in the throes of it right now. Well, wicked men that crept in and turn the grace of our Lord into lasciviousness. It's sensualism. It's about feeling. How you feel about it? No, it's about obedience. Like 
Joseph, leave it out to jail. Come on, God will bless you in the end. You just get out. Just get out. Don't just sit there. And don't be walking on the edge. Y'all hear me? Don't walk on the edge. But they were Christians like me. On the edge. Ooh. Well, Lord, keep me strong. Won't you just walk over here? Huh? Won't you walk over here where it's safe? Won't you commit your heart and just go all the way in God and stop counting teeth on the head? Ooh, wow. You going out to the going out to Daytona Beach. Spring break. Lord, bless me not to look. Lord, keep me strong. I'm just trying to get a little tan. Just enjoy the children. But you know how they, they told me, like you strong, praise the Lord. Well, you need to be able to cry me by taking me back to your hotel room. Because you done seen everything in a, in a day that you know I'm going to see in a year. Now, I'm just being real with you. Can I do that? Amen. See, some of these preachers are fake like they're they strong. Uh-uh. You just, and some things you just don't do. Amen. Huh? Then you let your husband go down there to Panama and Miami. Then you come back wondering why he answered your calls. Something being real. That's how it happened. Come on, real. See, see, somebody's like, well, I don't think that's all you stuff. Look here, bud. You, you do what you want to do. But I'm telling you, you got to learn how to keep yourself. That's right. Come on, you got to so many people messed up. A lot of families are messed up. People don't know how to keep themselves, and everybody's scared to tell them what they don't need to do. You go around looking at everybody on thorns, you need to tell me you still don't have the Holy Ghost in your eyes? Them thorns got everything about God out of your eyes. That's right. You tell me that. Now I'm going to call you a liar to your face. We know what it is, but we don't like to hear it. Am I right? Amen. We know what it is. But we like to hear what the devil put in for keeps. He's trying to get your soul. He's trying to get your soul. Man. This ain't about making you feel good. He's trying to get your soul. That's right. That's right. So I'm saying let me see him. Let me real. Let's be real with ourselves. Amen. Hey man, let's pray. I mean, I'm saying thank you, Lord. But let's pray. <laughs> let's pray. Heavenly Father. God, I'm giving what you're giving to me, Lord. God, I haven't heard that one word. Father, I pray, Lord, because, Lord, the tempter. Lord, Satan has come down. Lord, he's in a hurry. God, has come down with great wrath because he knows he got about a short time. Lord, time, Lord, is winding up. Lord, we're living in the last days. And Lord, you said, it's, it's written, God, in the second Thessalonians, the second chapter, that, Lord, before you come back, there's going to be a falling away. Or in a man of sin, Lord, the son of addition is going to come on the scene. Lord, we're seeing the church fall away. We're seeing, Lord, our country, Lord, push you right out, Lord. God, I don't want you to pray. I don't want you to wear shirts, Lord, with, 
with Jesus on it, or scripture on it, Lord. Oh God, but it allowed perverted men, Lord, to teach our children. Oh God, Lord, I'm asking you to have mercy on us. I'm asking you, Lord, open the eyes of those that are under the sound of our voice. God, I'm asking you to break our heart. Oh God, help us be watchful as well as proudful because I have a in the building. Lord God, he's going to and from. God, he's seeking to whom he may devour. He's seeking to whom he might deceive. That he might destroy him. That he might destroy her, Lord. God, I'm actually Lord, let us hear. Give us a praying spirit. Give us a heart that is committed. Help us to count up the cost. Oh, God, help us to count up the cost. That Lord, we won't walk near the edge. That God, we won't walk near the edge, teetering, being a lukewarm Christian. For God, you said you'd rather for us to be hot or cold. But you said if we lukewarm, you're going to steal us out of your mouth. God, I'm asking today, Lord, be far from us. God, help us to walk so far from the edge, Lord, and to be holy. To be sanctified, to be set aside, making a difference. Oh God, lifting up the bloodstain now. Oh God, proclaiming the gospel everywhere we go. Father, Lord, move on today and let these words cling to our soul. Let it be written on the taste of our heart that Lord, we should not be moved. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 We're going to move with the Father in the service and prepare for the offering.